Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be discussing the power of present moment awareness. This is such an important topic. Present moment awareness is a life skill that really has the power to transform your life and something that when practiced and refined can really bring you into alignment with your authentic self, bring you more inner peace, more joy, more happiness, fulfillment, and more growth. So in today's episode, we're gonna discuss the power of the present moment. We're gonna talk about the importance of learning this life skill of present moment awareness on the healing journey. We're also gonna discuss barriers that get in the way of truly being present in the moment. And finally, I'm gonna offer some tips on how to get present into the moment and how to develop the life skill of present moment awareness. So before we begin, a great book on this topic is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And like I do with all my suggested books, I'm going to leave a link to check this book out in the comments section below. Uh, This book was pivotal in assisting me in learning this life skill of present moment awareness. So I highly recommend checking out the works of Eckhart Tolle if you haven't already, and specifically his book, The Power of Now. So present moment awareness is based on the idea that we, who we are authentically, is not our thoughts, we're not our feelings, we're not our ego, we're not our mind. We are essentially the presence behind those things. We are the silent watchman observing those things. So a fundamental truth that is so vital to understand is that we are the most authentic version of who we are when we are present in the moment and at peace with ourselves. The truest identity of who we are, the quintessential me or I, is when we are fully present. So many of us are not living in the present moment and we don't even realize it. Uh, we, oftentimes we're living in our heads, we are identifying with our emotions, with our thoughts, with our ego, we're stuck in the past, maybe in the future, we're living heavily defended, and as a result of this, we suffer incredibly. So when we talk about being in the moment, we're talking about being in touch with what is going on in your current life, your life situation, in, t- in touch with your emotional experience, and it's where your inner reality is aligned with what's going on in the outside world. Now, these are the polar opposites of living, let's say, defended or in fear or cut off from yourself or your emotions or disconnected from life. So someone who's fully present is essentially living in the only thing that truly exists in the here and the now. Now, when a person is in this state, they are an incredibly powerful person. Someone who is in the now, who is in the moment, is tapped into the powerful force that is unconditional love. So when a person is living in this space, they can access this unconditional love and they can use it to create the life that they desire. This force is a powerful creative force and by being in touch with it, essentially they become powerful co-creators with the universe, with source, and with the people around them. Now in addition, the present moment is connected to all that exists. So if the present moment is all that really exists, then when we tap into the present moment, we are connected to everything else. So it's when we live from ego and when we identify with divisiveness or with our body and with the illusion that we are separate from the world and from other people, we essentially feel small, we feel disconnected, we feel alone, and we live in fear. 
when we are in the moment and we get out of the illusion of past and future, it becomes extremely evident that everything is in fact one and we are all interconnected. And as a result of this connection, we feel loved, we feel safe, right? We feel contained, we feel held, we feel supported at all times. And this brings incredible gratitude, happiness, peace, joy, and fulfillment. Now, furthermore, someone who is in the moment is essentially in touch with themselves. They know, they know who they are. Um, and like I mentioned, because we are the most authentic version of ourselves in the moment, when we get present, we will have awareness of ourselves. We'll have self-awareness, which brings uh, confidence and a high self-esteem. And all these things lead to self-acceptance, self-love, self-respect. And these are extremely important building blocks for a healthy and successful life. It could be said that person who is in the moment is in their power or they're extremely secure or they're sure of themselves. Right? This person is someone who trusts themselves. They are not dependent on things outside of themselves for validation and acceptance. They are independent, independent and as a result of this, uh, someone who's fully present is going to be highly influential and usually a leader as people recognize that they have inner strength and they gravitate, gravitate towards that person for healing and for guidance. And finally, the present moment is where growth happens. Uh, this is where life is lived, and this is where we can create and manifest our dreams. And it's only when we are present that we can create the best life, one that is aligned with who we are, with our purpose, our dreams, our goals, and our higher self. So, so much power that happens when we tap in to the present moment. So now let's talk about the present moment and present moment awareness in relation to healing. So one of the first life skills on the healing journey that uh, people go on with myself is non-reactivity. And, and the reason this is the case is because unless we notice that urge to react strongly to our emotions, to our triggers by self-avoiding or, or disconnecting from ourselves, or running from ourselves, we won't be able to stay with ourselves long enough to work through our wounds and ultimately to heal them. So when we're non-reactive, we're able to feel our feelings, right? Face our pain and watch our subtle and largely unconscious attempts to escape ourselves. And we're able to essentially bring ourselves back to the body back to the back to ourselves back to the moment and back to our emotions and when we stay present in this way oftentimes what we'll do is we'll be activating pain and unresolved wounds that were left over from childhood and past unresolved relationships which would clarify why we are trying to escape and avoid it so much and the reason for this is because ultimately the present moment is where the past trauma happened. That's where the past abusive relationships happened, right? The present moment. So when we get out of our defensive and protective stance, and then we courageously choose to be vulnerable and embrace the present moment, we're gonna be forced to face the pain that we've been avoiding and running from, essentially running from ourselves in the present moment. So this is a prerequisite because unless we do that, unless we do embrace this pain and feel it and work through it and process it and accept responsibility for our wounds, then ultimately we cannot begin the healing work. I see the present moment awareness, this life skill of present moment awareness as synonymous with healing. You know, when we get present and when we face ourselves and we face the parts of ourself that are in desperate need of our attention and healing, by facing this, by accepting these formerly you know, denied parts of the self, we can ultimately accept them and integrate them as part of our personality, one trigger at a time eventually becoming complete. You know, with every trigger, we're accepting a part of ourself that was disconnected, that was wounded, that was hurt, and then ultimately by integrating these parts of ourself, we become whole as opposed to the fragmented and dysregulated and split person that we were beforehand. Now, when this wholeness happens, essentially we, uh, we feel free and we feel very energized to truly live. 
Because when, when we are fragmented, when we are living defended and in fear, essentially we're protecting ourselves from facing the parts of ourself that we are, let's say, ashamed of, um, that we deny in order to survive. And as a result, we're using copious amounts of energy, mental energy, spiritual, emotional energy to keep those denied elements at bay and to cope with being, essentially cope with the stress of being at war with ourself. So when we finally uh, embrace the parts of ourself that we've been fighting and denying and running from, suddenly we have a lot more uh, energy to live our life. And, and when we allow ourselves to confront ourselves, to practice radical self-acceptance, acceptance to face our vulnerabilities and to heal our wounds in the present moment, in essence, we are free from that inner chaos and peace is gonna ensue. And as a result of that, like I mentioned, there's gonna be a lot more energy, a lot more inner vibra vibrance to, and confidence really, to live our life to the fullest. In addition, when we are present, we are going to open ourselves up to an incredibly powerful healing energy of unconditional love that infuses into our life by being present. And this energy essentially lights up our inner darkness and it's such a powerful healing energy and it has the power to heal all of our wounds. However, we have to allow it in. So we have to accept ourselves in the present moment, accept that healing energy that comes through us. And when it does, when we let the quote unquote medicine in, that energy ultimately uh, heals us. And this, you, can, you can say this is being, or this is referred to as sort of getting out of your own way, right? If you get out of your own way, you get away from the defenses and you stop avoiding this energy coming through, it will naturally flow through you and, and ultimately heal all the, the pain and the wounds. Now, one of the most devastating things that a child can go through is having an emotionally unavailable parent. And the reason this is the case is because an emotionally unavailable parent is not present. They haven't, they're not practicing present moment awareness. And as a result of this, they're not allowing the aforementioned unconditional love to flow through them, and thus it doesn't reach the child by proxy. So this lack of love towards the child essentially is gonna malnourish their spirit. And as a result of this, the child is then gonna be depleted, right, diminished and, and left with a deeply wounded sense of self. So as a result of being emotionally neglected and abandoned in this way, as a result, the consequences that victims most usually are going to abandon themselves. So when it comes to healing, unless we stop abandoning ourselves and unless we stay present in our present moment experience, we are in a sense uh, just neglecting ourselves the very same way we were neglected early on. So healing is about staying put, you know, being with ourselves regardless of how we feel, how we think about ourselves, how we see ourselves. And only once we do that, only, only once we stick around and be present and emotionally available towards ourselves, we become the emotionally available parent to our inner child. And this ultimately makes up for the early childhood neglect. Neglect This sort of reverts the damage and, and heals us. And this very life skill has the power to nurture, to heal, and to love our inner child self, giving him or her the emotional nutrients and the unconditional love that they did not get early on, which serves to rebuild that diminished sense of self and uh, nurture it back to wholeness and to health. Next, the present moment is where we shine the brightest. So, you know, when somebody would say, shine your light, essentially be present is another way of saying that. And, you know, we, we don't fight negativity. We don't fight darkness and evil. Uh, that's not how to defeat it. You know, when we shine our light, this very light of the present moment is going, going to dispel the inner chaos and darkness, which creates an incredible healing inwardly. So by this very nature of the unconditional loving energy that comes through the present moment, we are defeating the darkness. We defeat our inner darkness and ultimately we, uh, we create peace as a result. And finally, when we are present, it really opens us up to intuitive guidance. You know, when we are quieting the mind, we can really hear our higher self communicate to us. 
You know, when our minds are overthinking, noisy, let's say distracted, it's very hard to discern between what's our ego and what's our higher self, what's the proper guidance. So by quieting the mind and creating that stillness in the moment, we can listen to the loving guidance of our higher self and our intuition, which is always loving us, caring for us, and, and guiding us towards love and health if we pay attention, quiet the mind, and listen very closely. So now let's talk about some of the barriers that get in the way of present moment awareness. One of the main barriers is that we are living in our heads. And as a result of that, we are not in the present. We're in the past, we're in the future, we're in our imagination, we're overthinking. When we are operating in this way, we are, identif we are identifying with our ego, we are living from ego. And as a result of that, we are not, we're not here, we're not in the now. Next is our defense mechanisms. If we have been wounded, we're most usually going to have protective mechanisms so that we don't get hurt again like we were in the past. So if we are in possession of some defense mechanisms, in essence, we are defending against our pain and we are defended from essentially facing our past. We are not accepting our current life situation and our present moment experience. So this takes a lot of work to undo defense mechanisms because ultimately defense mechanisms protected us and saved us from further harm. But now those defense mechanisms are now getting in the way of truly going with the flow and letting, like I mentioned, that love flow through you. Next barrier is the fear of intimacy and vulnerability. Now, there are a few things that are more intimidating to abuse victims than intimacy. Intimacy is extremely confrontational as, in essence, you're expressing your true authentic self and you're really exposing yourself to potential re-victimization and rejection. And now, in the case of relationship intimacy, right, you're being vulnerable to other people. And when you fear intimacy, you're going to run away from all forms of intimacy, specifically the present moment, which, in essence, is intimacy with ourselves and with life. Next is we fear facing ourselves and the parts of ourselves that we reject out of shame. And ultimately we are trying to avoid the pain that would be experienced if we were to get present and the wounds that would get activated if we were to embrace our present moment experience. So similar to what I mentioned earlier, when we fear facing ourselves, we are going to fear present moment intimacy. Trauma causes us to uh, essentially get wounded, obviously, and, and then it splits our personality, fragments the personality. So in this case, we are disconnected from ourself, and in many instances, we have rejected parts of ourself. So this disconnection from ourself is, in essence, disconnection from the present moment, like we said, and um, the present moment is our most authentic self. So if we're going to truly be whole and authentic, then we have to face those fears, but ultimately those fears are enough to cause barriers to truly embracing our present moment experience. And finally, the fear of the unknown. This is also known as the fear of letting go, um, which is also the fear of surrendering to love, to life. It's, it's essentially the fear of not knowing. And, and when you are an abuse victim, you struggle with not knowing because ultimately um, the unawareness early on was taken advantage of, your, your lack of uh, uh, knowledge or maybe understanding of what was going on. So when we fear the unknown and we live in fear of what we don't know, uh, most of the time we're living in our heads and we're actually projecting what happened in the past onto the future. And then we think, okay, well, the past is gonna be like the future and I obviously did not like the, the past, so I won't like the future and I can't protect myself in the future. You know, ironically, it's this very projection of the past onto the future that causes us to create our future like the past. In other words, we repeat our past uh, in the future by doing so. So when we have this fear, we're going to, uh, in essence, live defended and ultimately we're not present. So now let's talk about ways in which we can get present. First thing is breath work. Breath work, the way I see it, is a portal to the present moment. It's the quickest route to the present moment that bypasses a lot of our 
defense mechanisms. We obviously cannot take a breath in the future or in the past. So if we practice breathing and becoming aware of our breath and being more mindful and intentional of the way that we do breathe, we can gain immediate access to our present moment experience. Next is meditation. Meditation allows us to quiet the mind and thus practice getting out of our ego, getting out of our thoughts, getting out of our head, and ultimately getting into the moment and identifying with our true authentic self, our soul, which is our who we are in essence, and uh, that is when that is what happens when we get into the moment. Next is practicing mindfulness. Uh, this is done by becoming more aware of your own personal experiences as you interact with others and with life. So you're paying attention to your emotions and to your intention, and this awareness brings you in touch with the, the presence behind the mind chatter and behind the chaos and the busyness of life and gets you in touch with the quiet essence of your soul. Uh, next is we gotta get back to our body. Many of us who have been traumatized and wounded uh, and, and exploited, we are going to leave being in our body. In essence, we're going to dissociate or just disconnect from our feelings or not identify with our body as being ours, being our personal body. Uh, the body is the gateway to an incredible wealth of knowledge regarding your spiritual being. You know, when the body is seen as the house of the soul, then and ultimately as a conduit for expressing the soul, we can really use it to tell us what we need to know about what's wounded in our soul and what blockages are there that separates, separate us, or separate our spirit from our present moment experience. So when we pay attention to how we feel the emotions in our body and where in the body we feel it, we can really learn about the blockages, the energetic blockages, right? The chakra blockages that need to be uh, removed and the, uh, the stagnant, imbalanced energies that need balancing in order to create that total alignment of our mind, body, and our spirit. Now, our spirit is always communicating to us through our body about what it needs to heal itself through our emotions. So when we do pay attention to our emotions and we pay attention to the impulses and the pushes and pulls of what our body is communicating to us, we can learn to process those things from a perspective of healing and really use that valuable information to go ahead and heal ourselves. Uh, next is non-reactivity. We got to practice non-reactivity, such an important life skill. It's about practicing the pause, right? When we pause and we don't just let our emotions run the show or let our mind run wild, and we let our immediate thoughts and feelings, we let them go, and we let go of identifying with our mind, our ego self, we're able to then take a step back, be non-reactive, and gain access to the presence behind those things and ultimately the, the present moment experience. Next tip is to do things that you enjoy and have more fun. You know, having fun and doing things that are aligned with the person that you truly are, things that you truly enjoy are going to get us in touch with our true self, our inner self, and our child self. So children are the most obvious and simple example of present moment awareness. They have mastered this skill and it's a natural skill and they are fully themselves, they're fully vulnerable and we have a lot to learn from children in this domain. You know, as adults, we've been hurt, exploited, lied to, and this is gonna make us fear the present moment innocence that children all naturally have. So from this perspective, we need to, we can see that we need to get back in touch with our child self, with our emotional vulnerabilities. And uh, by doing this, we, uh, by having fun and by doing things that are playful and doing things that our innate self desires to do, we can get back in touch with who we truly are and with our present moment. The next is to practice self-care and to put yourself first. This is a very tough one and most usually seen in codependents and people pleasers who put themselves last or they don't even put themselves there at all. They just avoid themselves. Um, so this is a, a tough one for abuse victims and something that takes practice and work to develop. Uh, you know, the way I see it is self-care 
is not selfish. It's ultimately, it's responsibility. It's taking responsibility for filling up your own cup so you can, you can ultimately share that the overflow of that cup and give it to others and, and nurture them. And this is not from a place of emptiness and from a place of fear, which leads to resentments, but rather from a place of wholeness and desiring to connect and share. And when we are whole and when we fill ourselves up, we give to others because we want to from a place of desire and from a place of love. And this is actually what helps other people. It doesn't help other people to give from a place of, of fear and, and depletion because ultimately it leads us to resentments and then we are a less happy version which ultimately affects those people around us. So this is about being selfish in a healthy way, in a way that is the way I see it, the most selfless thing you can do. Because when you nurture yourself and practice self-care, you don't give away your power to other people to help you know, to try to meet your needs or to save you or to take care of you. Um, and ultimately you can do that by yourself and that relieves other people from having to do that. And ultimately it also protects us from being exploited by people who wish to take advantage and take away your power by using your unmet needs against you. Um, you know, if you avoid yourself, oftentimes we'll attract narcissists who do the same. So by putting yourself first and practicing self-care, self-love and nurturing yourself, you are able to then connect with other people and give from a place of happiness and wholeness. The next tip is to connect with people who are self-accepting, self-loving, and who are present. Uh, this is a life skill, obviously, right? So, so when we watch other people do it, we can just translate that to our own life. And when we hang out near people who are present and people who, who, are, who are whole and self-accepting, then ultimately we will be able to learn from them, but we'll also just by being around them feel very comforted, very at peace, and more present. Next thing to do is to practice being a human being and not a human doing, right? So many of us are escaping into the doingness of life. We're so busy, you know, we create our whole life to avoid ourselves. We're just busy doing things, not realizing that oftentimes we've actually done this to avoid ourselves. And, and, you know, I get it, you know, we're trying to escape our pain and we escape into the doingness, but ultimately speaking is that we are we need to make peace and we need to start to accept and enjoy and love our existence. And so in order to do that, we have to pay attention to how we are avoiding our existence and running away from it into the doingness. So the idea here is to be more and do less. So less is more in, in, in this way. And by practicing being, we can really live more consciously, uh, more, intentionally, more intentionally, and um, our whole lives really start to uh, be added with a vitality and a fulfillment um, that the doingness cannot bring us. Next tip is to heal your wounds and become whole. You know, when we heal, we have less of a need to defense to defend against the pain and ultimately the more energy like we talked about you have to live your life. So, we want to heal and then break down and release and let go of those defense mechanisms and courageously face the things we are defended against and let go of the uh, of the fear of the unknown. And when we do this, we activate the power of an eternally loving universe that can infuse our life and really uh, help us heal and carry us towards our higher self. Next tip is to let go of ego identification. Here's the thing about the ego, right? We all have one and it has a role, but when we identify with the ego, essentially what we're saying is, is that that's who we are. And in reality, that is not who we are. So when we identify with the ego, you know, the ego fears death and it fears an ego death that would take place if we were to get present. Right? If in the unknown, the ego doesn't like the unknown because it doesn't feel in control. Um, so we want to get present and we, uh, we want to not identify with the ego. You know, the ego is terrified of the unknown, like we said, in the present moment because it will have an ego death. Now, the ego will come up with the craftiest, sneakiest, manipulative ways in which it can 
seem like make it seem like the present moment is dangerous and something to avoid. And when we take conscious control over our mind and realize that the ego doesn't actually die, nothing does die, it just transforms, and it simply expands to meet the demands of our new level of growth, our, our, uh, our additional amount of light we are allowing into our lives. And when we realize that, and um, we allow the ego to, so to speak, die, which obviously it doesn't die, it expands, then we are less intimidated by this death, by this quote-unquote ego death, and we're more open to it. And you see people who are very good at this, who've mastered the art of letting their ego die. Um, their ego dies, it can happen hundreds of times a day. They're just so comfortable with it uh, because they're always expanding. They're not intimidated by the death because they're not ego identified. And finally, balance your energies. This happens by a natural process of allowing it to take place. You know, our nervous system will naturally regulate itself. Our energies will become balanced if we create a space, an environment of safety, and we allow it to happen. So in essence, get out of your own way, so to speak. And when we do this, we are at peace with ourselves. We are, our, like, I, like we talked about, the most authentic, peaceful self. And then we can approach life with a mindful and loving way as opposed to a chaotic, reactive, and disconnected way, which only creates more breakdowns and chaos. So to finish off, you know, I talk a lot about intimacy uh, throughout my work. And um, you, know, you need to develop intimacy with yourself before you have intimacy with other people. And more practically speaking, when I'm talking about intimacy with yourself, I'm, I'm referring to this present moment awareness. Uh, this is uh, synonymous with intimacy with oneself and intimacy with life. So many people are trying to have relationships, trying to create intimacy with their partners, with other people, but they haven't necessarily created intimacy within themselves and with life. So in this specific case, what I'm talking about is we need to work on our inner world first. We need to create healthy intimacy. And then once we do that, we will be able to do that with other people. So we have to be present. We have to be at peace with ourselves, And you know, otherwise uh, it'll break down. And, and naturally, as a result of two people who come together who are not whole, who are not at peace and who are not really authentically themselves and present, uh, that's what you have in a lot of these uh, codependent or narcissistic relationships. It's just two people who are not themselves. They're not whole. They're not at peace and present with themselves. And then they come together and they're sharing chaos creates just a lot more chaos. So intimacy with oneself is a prerequisite if we are going to have healthy interconnection with other people, healthy intimacy that leads to happiness, joy, and fulfillment. So I really hope this episode um, gave you some clarity as to what it means to, uh, to be in the moment and to practice this, this, uh, this life skill of present moment awareness. This is something that I work on daily and I struggle with at times. You know, my reactivity or my wounds get triggered and all of a sudden I, I was uh, uh, very mindful and, and present and then, then all of a sudden I'm not. And, and the point is, is to keep working at it and to keep trying and eventually you get really good. And when you do get pulled out of the present moment, you, do, you get pulled out of alignment because you'll, your baseline will be uh, that of being present. You can slowly work your way back uh, to the present moment, and that is what creates so much happiness and, and peace. So obviously I'm very passionate about this life skill, and it's such an honor to help people with this life skill because ultimately um, it is gonna change your life. If you can practice present moment awareness and truly embrace the present moment, you are very whole, you're complete, you're happy, you're joyous, and you're tapped into an unbelievably powerful healing energy of unconditional love. So if you are interested in working with me to develop present moment awareness, it'd be an absolute honor. So feel free to reach out to me directly. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at magnoliahealingcenter.com. My phone, 818-210-6049. I want to thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best. <laughs>